Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, Craig. weekend it was a perfect yeah cougar hoops weekend both the women and men sweeping the weekend uh but of course life got in the way as it does for us yeah. sometimes and but so we we delayed recording till this week and now we get to talk about a winless cougar hoops weekend <laughs> <sighs> such as yeah, life I mean, here it really was the perfect weekend too because it was not only did the teams you know win all their games but you and i went to pullman which is, you know, there's nothing yeah. more perfect than that, right? We went to, yeah. you know, went to the Coog, went to the game, went to Valhalla, went back to the Coog, went to Etsy, where yeah. many woohoo shots were consumed, and uh, <laughs> lots of loud music and Craig dancing and yeah, and uh, and and Jeff looking at his watch and going, eh, it's about one fifteen, I think. I think I've about had it and Craig's still out on the dance floor. So I just sent him a text said, I'm out. <laughs> See you back at the hotel. And I walked, I walked back, walked back to the quality Inn from downtown, which was actually a little bit longer of a walk than I, than I kind of thought it was. <laughs> it's oh, like, it's good for you, man. I thought it's good. To, I don't know. It was great. To get like, some fresh air. I, I absolutely endorse the idea. Like after a night of consuming lots of drinks, uh, going for a nice long walk, at the end of the night without any drinking, you know, I think, I think it's very good and healthy. It just was one of those things. Like I started the, you know, I'm like, well, shit, I'm walking back. I might as well start a walk on my watch. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, I start a little walk and I'm walking and walking and walking. And of course it's, you know, uh, late and, and that part of campus, you know, there's nobody out on that part of campus at that time of night. So, you know, I'm walking across the bridge and out by Stevenson and Sellas, And I'm like, shit, man, I feel like I've been walking a long time. I look down, I've already hit a mile and I'm like, geez, I've still got <laughs> a little ways to get back to the hotel. So yeah, eventually stumbled my way, you know, back into the room and, and, and well, you're lucky we didn't, we didn't like, we, st- we just stay at the quality and not like the residence in because that would have been even longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, is <laughs> it more uphill? Is it 
by the time you cut across campus, is it longer or is it just like more uphill and sort of obnoxious in that way? It's definitely more uphill. I think it's longer too. Well, yeah, for sure that part, but I'm not, I don't know. I wonder if it's actually longer or if it's just more annoying. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. If if you walk through campus, it's still like, it's like two miles. Mm. So it's a lot longer. Yeah, that would have <laughs> Plus been. Plus, you got to go up hills. It is. I nice definitely would have called the lift at that point. I would have paid the fifteen bucks for the lift to take me home. Yeah, good luck so. with that in Pullman. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is podcast versus everyone, episode one eighty six. I'm Craig Powers. With me, as usual, is Jeff Newser, and. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, I'm never going to live went, that down. I'm never going to live that down, am I? That one episode out of damn near 200 now, and so I'm I'm now almost always. Well, that's that's what every, yeah everyone told me you can't say always anymore. You can't say always. So I'm like fine, fine. As I usual, to, I have to only change. 185 out of 186. <laughs> it's a pretty good percentage. Yeah, it's all right, I guess. It's over yeah. 99%. That's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, anyways. So, but yeah, so we had a fun weekend. That was cool. But yeah. we got back. You know, there was just, you got shit to catch up on. And, yep. and we got family shit and just couldn't record, even though probably would have been a fun episode. But now you just get down and out. Jeff and Craig talking about we'll start with the men uh, once again failing yep. to win in the mountain although they did win last year at Utah but what but as per usual getting swept in the mountains um, yeah and kind of in a just the combo of the losses just could not be more fucking annoying. I, like, I don't, yep. like it's just always like the annoying. Way, That's the thing. The way Whenever they you go went out down, there, it's annoying. What, yep. The way both of them went down was incredibly yep. annoying. I, yep. You know, you have you have a pair of of bigs, one for each team, going nearly perfect, and just but still in Colorado, still playing some great defense, just unable to score. Utah scoring just fine just unable to stop them uh not having tj in utah was a bummer mo completely going over uh in uh, against colorado where it's just like man just can't catch a break on this team um but yeah start with the the utah game it was just they they the interior this is this was we've we've talked about how at times the two point percentage the interior defense has been much much worse this season and Brandon Carlson who was shut down in the in Pullman very complete opposite of that <laughs> very and much not shut down in very this much one. he did he did miss one three pointer uh oh, so they so he wasn't he wasn't totally perfect, but 22 points on just 12 shots. Um, That's pretty good. Uh, and, you know, it just – it was just frustrating, you know, because we just couldn't stop him, our interior defense, once again. You know, without F.A., without Deshaun, 
just has really taken yeah. a step back. And uh, which is a bummer because it was such a strength of the team last year. And really, that's been the crux of why they're, I mean, that's been the crux of why they have taken such a step back on defense this year. Uh, also, you could put turnovers into that, but I, I think they could gamble more for turnovers knowing that they had right. the protection at the rim. Uh, so yep. they can't do any of that. Um, so it's it's just been frustrating. And, and for a team that they shut down pretty well in Pullman, and then to give up 1.24 in in, in, uh, in Salt Lake is just frustrating. I know it's just these this mountain trip is is typically not good. Um, and of course, yeah. WSU still uh, never won in Boulder. And yep, it's uh, it's just uh, yeah, it's frustrating. You know, these two teams we talk about it there. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the elevation, but they I mean they both have good. Uh, crowds and and all that too, but uh, they they are always towards the top. Colorado on Ken Pomeroy's um, home court advantage estimates, which is uh, based on um, the, your per game differences between home and road margin on your last sixty home and road conference games. Um, Colorado is third, and Utah is fifteenth. So you have this terror this very difficult two two teams that would be difficult road trips on their own and the pac 12 for just so nice for all the other teams packages them together and you get to go you get to go play out of both in a weekend two of the best home teams in the entire country uh so it's just it's frustrating but you get to that colorado game and if you would have told me we had to hold them to what was it 0.87 per possession you would have thought you would have won, but Colorado's oh, yeah. defense is good. Uh, we've talked we talked about with um, with Bryce a bit how the teams that, as Bryce puts it, play the scout that that actually uh, basically cater their defense to the we way that we play, which means run us off the three point line. That's almost entirely what it means. Uh, yes. Typically, um, have better success than versus teams like say Arizona that just kind of played their normal style and and let uh, let us bomb away, let you know, kind of let let Mo have his space up top, um, and yeah, it, so point eight five, so it's point eight nine Colorado, point eight five, so fifty five points uh, on sixty five possessions, not great. Um, it was good to have Bomber back, and he really was their primary offense in the second half. Uh, yep. His drives to the basket, something that no one else on this team can do. Um, you know, get, getting to the foul line, that was an issue, obviously. He's not shooting free throws well. I think that's where his shot, and he was not shooting three-pointers well. I think that's where that... That that injured hand is really impacting him. You know the left, the support hand on that jumper, on that free throw, because um, those two of five crucial free throws, he, he missed a few. Um, you know, obviously he 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 really was really hesitant to even look for three pointers. Uh, you could see he was he was kind of trying to catch the ball. He wasn't even trying to catch the ball out there, and even when he did, didn't look to have any intention of shooting the ball. Um, 
But yeah, it's 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 frustrating. You know, Andre. It was nice to see him. You know, have a nice game. But again, he he was reluctant to shoot anything that was contested, even though he made one in the second half. Uh, really reluctant to shoot anything contested, so he only got two point two three point attempts. But then, you know, obviously Kamani was able to make one, uh, but they only Powell only one three point attempt. Rodman shot four, but they were tough. Like he only had one. <laughs> they was, weren't. They weren't the greatest. I think he had two shots. that were open, and two were ju- were forced really. And then Jabe, uh, they no one's given him a three point a comfortable three pointer at this point. Like he's right. just. I that's mean, just they not are happening for him. Yeah, I mean, people are like. If you want to beat us some other way, that's fine. But we're we're literally not going to give you an inch of space to get off a shot. So, I mean, I don't know how long it's been since we've had a game where we only had 16 threes. I mean, I guess I could look that up real quick. But that is that is an exceptionally low number uh, for us. Yeah. We, you know, typically are easily in the 20s. Um, let me look really quick. We had... Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, well, I guess we've had. I guess that was only the third lowest this year. Uh, we only had 14 attempts against Oregon. We only had 13 attempts against Hawaii. Interesting nugget. I mean, I know we've lost a lot of games this year, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of our nine lowest three-point attempt games are losses. Yeah. Now that might be, or actually, I guess it's seven of eight. Sorry, seven of our lowest eight um, are losses. I, you know, I don't know if that's really actually legit uh <laughs> analysis but um i think you know, it, it kind of seems like there's something there because that it, we really rely on that to generate offense i mean if we're not taking attempts it is definitely because the opposing team is not allowing us to or you know is is playing right. basically how we play force like forcing teams off the line and right. if so if we're not taking attempts they're forcing us to do other things and and WSU really doesn't have a, a, a lot of downhill players that can make plays in the lane. Uh, not a lot of players we that have are one. comfortable. We yeah, have we one. have Bamba, and then you have Gay, <laughs> who can operate, Sometimes. you know, 15 and in. Not right. against Colorado. Not against right. Colorado at all. That was no. – and I kind of want to talk about that a, a little bit. You know, Gay just absolutely had to be – yeah, I know he's only played for four years, but even when he picked up a ball the first time and ran with some guys, he was probably bigger and taller than them and probably scored at least one basket. Uh, but 20 minutes, he was in foul trouble. 0 for 7, only took five two-pointers, took two threes. Um, yeah. Just... Uh, offensive rating of, of five, which I think you only got from that one offensive rebound. Otherwise, you would have been a nice yep. fat goose egg. Um, just uh, four turnovers. Yikes, man. Just a, a, a yeah. yikes of all yikes to have a guy who is your star big man and has been your best player at many times this season. Uh, just absolutely, like literally laying an egg. And yeah. in a game where if he would have done anything, the Cougs <laughs> almost literally anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and- I mean, he he was coming off a pretty good game against Utah. I mean, even though um, you know Carlson obviously stole the show. I mean, he had a, a good game. You know, twenty points, seven rebounds. It wasn't the most good efficient game, game ever. 
Yeah, good offensive game. Right, yes. well, we, that, we that would killed be for the, the qualifier. Yeah. But yeah, he's, you know, 20 points on, you know, 15 shots, no three-pointers, eight of 10 from the free throw line. Like, yeah, like that's, you know, that's a good, you know, efficient game. Guy who's using 34% of your possessions, offensive ratings 101. I mean, it's a little lowish, but when a guy's using 34%, like that's, you know, that's within the realm of that's fine. You know, we would have so gladly accepted from, that against Colorado. Uh, yeah, if we do or even half against of Colorado that. or even half, half of, of that, that, it's probably a comfortable victory. Um, and I think that's the part that's that's most frustrating is, you know, I, I mean, look, when you go to these mountain schools, I mean, you talked about what a tough trip it is. Like at this point, you just know one of the two is going to be a turd. Like you just know that like that's just kind of how it goes. Um more often than not, it's been two turds, but it's like, we've also had, you know, a little bit of life, you know, under Kyle Smith, you know, you mentioned last year. So I think the thought was, okay, we, you know, we had our turd against Utah. One thing, the nice thing was, you know, that game was on Thursday. We had two full days of rest before playing on Sunday. So I think that really worked to our advantage. And so we get in this close game and, you know, you get TJ Bomba back and all this, and you just need something from Muhammad Gay. And, 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 you know, he obviously doesn't provide it. I think uh, Lawson Lovering, their big guy, he's seven foot one, 225. I think, you know, he was kind of uniquely uh, built, I think, to slow down Gay. Um, the kinds of things that he had success with against Utah, you know, Car- Carlson's not the the most fleet of foot, and Mo was able to draw a bunch of fouls on him, but notably not the fifth fucking foul because he refused to put the ball on the floor after drawing fouls three and four, putting the ball on the floor, but I digress. Um, you know, Lovering just kind of with his length, um, and his foot speed, I think just kind of, you know, a little better foot speed, a lot better length. He's seven foot one. I, I just think was sort of uniquely positioned to, uh, to challenge Mo. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, and, and Adrian Branch, whenever he calls his games, loves to mention, you know, how new to the game Muhammad Gay is. I, look, he has made some massive, massive, massive strides this year it, to be a guy who's as inexperienced with the game as he is just overall. And to come in as a freshman and really basically be the fifth option, right? Like he really kind of was the fifth option on the offense last year to then become the first option on the offense and to perform the way he has performed is just like been really, really, really like good. Like, I don't know how you can look at this year and not think that what he has done has really been pretty spectacular. I mean, I guess maybe some casual fans would, would want more cause they always want more, but it's like, I mean, he's been just about everything we could have wanted at least offensively. Right. So, you know, you, you, you come to sort of think, all right, you know, this is the guy, this is who he is. And then there's a clunker and you just go, oh, man, but it's so hard to make that jump from a low usage, you know, basically spare part to now you're the lead guy and he's done such an admirable job with it overall that the clunker becomes surprising, but the clunker probably shouldn't be surprising because it just is really, really hard to carry that load every night. And when you become the focal point of the opposing defense, he's the number one on the scout. Absolutely. Yeah. Like he's become that you have to stop him. You have to, you know, keep him from getting into the lane. You have to keep him from posting up down low. You have to force him into those mid range jump shots, which he's pretty good at hitting. But if you're the defense, you're like, 
that's what we want him to do, right? So, I, you know, Colorado, I think really just and by the way, Colorado is a great defense, like a really, really, yeah, top really good defense. defense. Yeah. So, not a shock that we had a really tough time, and you know, it, the hard part is, like you said, if he does anything at all, we probably win. We damn near won the game without him doing anything, you know. So. That part's frustrating, right? Because when we think about the season overall and we started, to, you know, when we recorded two weeks ago, we started to kind of let our imagination run wild with, you know, what might be possible. And, you know, some of that was like, OK, so we said you got to beat Cal and Stanford. They did that. And then you're like, OK, got to get one of the two on the mountain trip. And and they didn't, you know, so it's it's definitely a bummer from that perspective. Yeah. And, and how it went down. Again, just I mean, we 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 haven't talked about it the the women's uh, or win at Oregon, but it it was a great win. But there was just times when all Oregon wanted to do was shoot threes, and we were going under these screens. And so we come out on those last two possessions against Colorado, the men in zone, and it worked fine on the second to last. But then the the last possession they're out there, and it really was uh, so easy to get that shot. Like, and, and I don't want to take uh, too much of you know I don't want to like take like get too into Kyle's coaching in this game because he got nothing from his star and they still almost won on the road. But um, and I and I get I no. There was some part of me in this game, I know why he switched to the zone, because uh, Colorado has a bunch of guys that can put the ball on the deck, and they their quickness was giving us trouble. But they also were not scoring that much. And so I, I don't know. Like, I think maybe if you just put your guys, you know, honestly – they could have put in a drama and Mo in there together because they could have they had a timeout. They could, or maybe they didn't have a timeout. But um, I mean, there's a chance you're going to be able to sub out a drama. Uh, but it, you know, they go in the zone, and uh, you know, TJ's got the guy, but just a simple screen under the screen, wide open three. It's yep. it's a thirty two percent three point shooter, but he also shoots most of his three pointers off the dribble, so that's where he's most comfortable. Um, well, and it was and, and wide, KJ Simpson, it was wide, wide fucking open, like like it wasn't even like semi contested. It was just like, you know, they expected him to drive. He didn't drive. And like he had a wide open, clean look from the top of the key, which is, uh, you know, tip, at least in the college game, I think probably pretty typically one of the highest percentage areas to shoot from out there. And it's just, you know, I don't know, man, it's again, like you said, don't want to kill Kyle Smith. Um, Kyle Smith does so many awesome things. I love him. My, my faith in him has not wavered, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that fucking zone, that zone is so bad. It's so bad. And I cannot understand why we use it as often as we do. Cause it is just so dreadful. It's so dreadful. And in that situation, you are not trying to, uh, you know, you're not, you're not trying to protect someone in foul trouble, right? Like you're not, I think, you know, Mo had four fouls, but like, you're not trying to 
like you're not trying to protect him with that, you know? Um, it just is, I don't know. Like you mentioned, I would have loved to have seen them maybe try to do a little like offense defense type substituting. You know, there was a timeout before that play, uh, could have brought in a drama and had, you know, both those guys, both the towers in there and just like, you know, really just try to muck up things around the basket. Zhang has shown he can block shots. Like he is going to be a legit shot blocker. Like he's got the timing, he's got the length, you know, at the very least they could have affected something. I don't know. It's maybe TJ wasn't supposed to go under the screen. I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, what game was it last year where a guy went under a screen flowers, went under a screen and got shot over. And they, maybe it was the USC game in Pullman or something. Yeah. I, anyway, it just was like, you know, sometimes dudes just, you know, make a bad decision. I mean, maybe TJ wasn't supposed to go under that screen. I, I don't know that for sure. What I do know is, man, if you're running a zone and a simple screen one if you're like dribble dribble one screen and you get an open shot on that zone you somebody has really fucked up like and to me that's as tough as it is to say that's coaching right like when the zone is that bad that's coaching and if the if you can't coach them to be better in that zone then you probably should stop running it like full stop like just stop it and like yeah. do whatever. I mean, like the Cal game, like we watched the Cal game, right? Cal couldn't get off a shot when we're running man to man. And then about halfway through the first half, we start running zone. All of a sudden, you know, Cal starts making shots. So I get to begin to beginning the second half. We go back man to man. Cal can't get off a shot for about 10 minutes. Like, what are we like? I don't know. What am I missing? Like, what are like, do you have ideas? Do you have thoughts? Cause I I'm like, I must be, I must be missing something. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I said, it's just, I, I think he felt like, because we were, we they, they were calling a ton of fouls. We were we had been in the double bonus for ten minutes. Yes, and I they were probably like, well, if we go into man, they're gonna call a foul on us on a drive, and so let's go into zone. We're not gonna be anywhere near the guys, and sure enough, we weren't. Um, and 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 that's how it ends. So that I I I you know, we know that the zone performs much worse than their man-to-man defense. Uh, I know that they track this and it's still just kind of, it's, uh, it's wild, right? Um, (laughs) yeah, I think it might've, no, I can't, I'm trying to figure out what game that was. Uh, I, I, where the, the, the winning jumper over flowers, but I, um, but yeah, I I just it's it's frustrating, just that yeah like a a defense that hasn't been great but typically like works their butt off, like gives up that easy of a a look in a yep. tie game, like it's yep. it's and and it's just so frustrating. It's just like I threw a pillow at my stairs, and I and I said I'm so fucking sick of this basketball season. And I knew I had to go to the grocery store after the game, and so I immediately just left to the left, went to the grocery store because I was just like, I gotta do something else right yep. now because this is just like it's just. And you could add in la- like much of last season too, where there's just these frustrating, frustrating losses, and it's like from year to year it always just seems like you're you're supposed to get paid off like the next year you get 
like all those all those close losses turn to wins and this year it's just more of the same the the Utah game you know the Utah game at home the uh the Baylor game that uh the UCLA game like now Colorado uh just uh, you know Arizona State games that you know UNLV like just games that se- yep. seemed winnable and they just don't win them and, you know it was that Stanford game was a little cathartic because we we came out on top in the end, but it, it and we finally got some fortune. You know, a guy had a tip. You know, I think their their young big took his shot way too quickly, but they still almost got a wide open tip, and the guy just kind of botched it in the Stanford game. So we got some fortune, but then it's like right back down to earth. So basically, we've gotten one this year, and then you know, I guess the George Washington game, but honestly whatever on that one um <laughs> yeah but I, I i i'd gladly exchange that one for ucla uh yeah but yeah it's just it's it this has just been a a a, a trying season you know obviously they've just been uh injured for much of it they're as kind of healthy as they're going to be now um you know even though tj is banged up i don't you know who i it it seems like it's just like a management thing. Who knows? Like he's probably just going to be playing through injury the, the rest of the year um, when he plays. Uh, you know, who who even knows if he'll play from game to game? That's kind of up in the air. Um, yep. And and so, but, you know, we have Yaki back. He's playing, you know, more like himself, but he's also a guy that still has never been all that particularly absur- assertive, which, again, is – Speaks to your point about Mo, where a guy can go from fifth fifth option to a first option. You know, we've seen, you know, DJ raise how his usage, but it's still not that high. He's still like usually under twenty percent usage. Um, but Yaki has never really gotten above that, and he, and he just never seems to show uh, that willingness to to be that guy to kind of step in and maybe. Maybe he doesn't have the skill set. I don't know, but he still seems to, but he just doesn't use it. But I, it, it's just tough. And now that, so yeah, where does that leave him now? You didn't get that Colorado win. That's it's it's hard. You, you only have so many quad one chances, and you just lost two of them. And so now you're like one and eight or something against quad ones. So it yeah. that doesn't look good, and like so, even if you get a bunch of quad one wins, you're still gonna have a bit, like a pretty strong losing record against those quad ones. Um, it, as far as quad ones they have left, Arizona at home, USC on the road, UCLA on the road. Yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So and it, I, yeah. they do have that opportunity. That that's in the next two weeks, right? So there is an opportunity here if, you know, if, if like, I don't know, Bryce Hendricks, you're still on this. We still have a chance train. Um, I, I mean, really what we're talking about, you got what? 10 games left, right? Honestly, I think you're probably talking about needing to win at least nine. Yeah. Of the 10. You could like, probably. And, and if not, a, if not all 10. Yeah. Right, you could probably you, you win, might be able to if you get win. away with losing at UCLA, right? You know, but that also is your best chance to have Impressed. a signature, another signature yeah. win, right? Like you'd probably you know, be so better off somehow. losing 
losing to USC. Right. And then, then you see, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, that USC game is going to be, I think, probably a quad one game, too. So three well, out of your I next said. four quad ones. Oh, sorry. All right. So three out of your next four quad ones. Right. Um, you know, you, and then Arizona State is, you know, I think I, I think they're pretty squarely bubble right now. But like, I think they're on the right side of the bubble at the moment. I think USC is going to be a tournament team. So you got four games against four tournament teams. You know, and as we have talked about sort of ad nauseum, you know, the committee wants to see that you can beat other tournament teams, right? Like the women's team has really benefited from that. Obviously, the men's and the women's committees are different, but they have the same guiding principles for the most part. So, um, you know, yeah, you go out and sweep Arizona, Arizona State this weekend and it's like, okay, right? Like now we're back on track and, you know, and then you got USC, UCLA, you get one of those and then you win out. You've now won nine of 10. You are 18 and 13 overall. You are 13 and seven in the Pac-12. Like, okay. Like I don't, I still don't know if that's enough to get you in. Um, Probably not, but it at least maybe kind of sort of gets you in the conversation and the bubble is we, you know, we talked about over and over, you know, the bubble's a moving target. Like it's not a, you're not trying to get over a bar. We're not using, you know, wins above bubble and you just have to get above this number. Um, it is, you know, it's, it's entirely dependent on the teams that you're competing with around you and their resumes. So, and every year people are like, Oh my God, weakest bubble ever because the last, you know, five teams in the field all kind of aren't that impressive and that's just you know the nature of the deal so you know they do have a chance i i I, you know however slim is it likely of course not um you know pomeroy you know figures they will go five and five over these last 10 that's probably likely but maybe six and four but you know if you're like if you like to dream you know there's the path right you know you got four uh, three, you know, your next four against t- probably tournament teams and three of them are going to be quad one games. And, you know, maybe if you figure it out, then, you know, you can, uh, you can start, start dreaming. Cause the last six are, I mean, there's no reason why they can't win the last six. So. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's again, they've played the, the toughest conference schedule up to now and the, yep. it'll, it'll still be that until that last six. Like there is, yep. I guarantee they'll still have the toughest because with Arizona, uh, Arizona yeah. State, USC, <laughs> UCLA. Yes. Um, so, yeah, like, so we're just, I mean, it sucks to have this all stacked up right in the front. Really, the only break they've had in the conference schedule since the conference season started is that Cal Stanford weekend, and they got two wins. Uh, otherwise, it's just been uh, a lot of your all the best teams in the conference more than once, you know, like that's, uh, you know, they play Utah twice. The, you know, they've, they're going to, before they even play Washington, they're going to play USC and UCLA and Arizona and Arizona state twice before they play Oregon state. They haven't played Oregon state. They only get to play Oregon state once, you know? So yep. the, the, and they, they, they did get to play Cal at least, you know, and, that's the one that's the one uh kind of easy one you know because Stanford's looking better too honestly yeah um it's uh you know they took down Oregon uh which which you know I think there was some hemming and hawing like uh Stanford that win wasn't good enough it's like it was a win so it was a win better than not 
Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, really, it's a it's a long shot. Like you know, how good is this team? Not that good, uh, especially no. you know when you have when you have Bamba playing. You know, and 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 in that three is taken away, and the foul shooting is impacted. That's huge, you know, because when they when they have their full start at their rate that regular starting lineup the idea is that you have Powell, rodman yaki bomba four three-point shooters around gay and and then two good offensive rebounders supporting gay who is a good offensive rebounder and yaki and, and rodman so you you're kind of set up that's that's how your offense sets up and and you know when we saw who start that was taken away a bit you know you, you only had, you had three of the shooters but if bomba becomes a non-shooter now that that makes it tougher to kind of run what you want and 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 make you know but you know teams now how teams adjust to that they they may still treat tj like a shooter uh that that's kind of as important as him actually making the threes but but just not because they've really gotten by on their offense for most i know it sounds crazy but they've gotten by on their offense for this entire, uh, especially the conference season. And the defense just hasn't been there for most of the games. And yep. especially against like or better opponents. Um, so it, so we need to be able to score. And TJ hitting threes is important. Uh, it it kind of stresses me out that teams that make a point to drive us off the line have a lot of success now maybe you know there are teams that try to make a point like cal to do that but also just weren't good anywhere else and so we were able to score on them but um it's yeah it's it's stressful uh knowing that but also again you basically have to win uh, all or almost all of them so there's not a lot of pressure at this point uh <laughs> yeah but and they've also they have a good shot to beat a top ten team again at home on yeah. Thursday. Uh, yeah. They beat this team by you know Arizona's going to be pissed, I guarantee. Uh, yeah. But they beat this and team. They played by really well. They played really well uh, against uh, U or UCLA over the weekend. Beat them, so they're kind of that. That I think lifts their spirits a little bit. So, but I hope that we pack the place out. I hope that it, I wish that game was on Saturday. Like, yeah, I wish they were that would, that would, yeah, that would probably, I, I don't want to say guarantee. That's not, <laughs> nothing guarantees good crowds for us, but uh, that would be much more likely to have a good crowd. I think if the game was on Saturday, but at the very least, I hope the students turn out. I hope they make some noise. Um, they really do have an opportunity to impact the game. Um, and hopefully, you know, some, some of those, those spokenites will drive down, uh, and, and fill the place up too. If I, if I was anywhere near, if any, if I was anywhere near, I'd be there, but I will not be yeah. anywhere. Near. Yeah. So that was, you know, so they, um, going to need Mo to have a game again and, and need to yep. shoot well, 40 plus percent from three again. Uh, and then they, you know, they have a chance. And if, if they can, they can do what they did defensively again, which is no guarantee. Uh, right. cause they, that was kind of out of the world for the, out of, yes. uh, out of this world for them. But, uh, but yeah, if they can, if they can, you know, replicate some of that, you know, I wouldn't expect a 13 point win, but I could, I could see them keeping this game close. Yeah. 
and maybe they'll prevail. Now, Kempom has a 42% chance to win, 74-72 predicted score. So Kempom's numbers this deep in the season think it's going to be a close game. Um, And, hey, we've already beat them. And uh, that would be huge uh, to to sweep Arizona. The the conference would be pissed. Um, So I wouldn't expect any whistles. Uh, if now that's, that's the problem. If, if we were more of a bubble team right now, you might expect more of a, a better whistle in your favor. Cause the conference would want, cause Arizona's already in conference would just, but we're not really a bubble team. Uh, so, but Hey, I would love it. You know, we said this in the, in the preseason or in the in non-conference when things were going poorly, just got to enjoy the successes and, because really this i mean again if you only root for cougar basketball teams that are ncaa tournament worthy then you don't root for cougar basketball very often um (laughs) it's so true we have a we have a team that has a lot of fun players to watch on um and a lot of guys that are fun to root for um so i don't know just i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy it hopefully they can you know, knock off some teams. If it doesn't lead, you know, if it doesn't lead to NCAA tournament, that that's fine. Like, like, but on the way, if they, you know, ruffle some feathers, that'd be fun. And so hopefully they can do that. And, and then also beat you dub, uh, on the way. And, and let's just, uh, yeah, they, they have the talent to contend with anyone. We've seen that. You know, the two most talented teams at the conference are UCLA and Arizona. They lost to UCLA by one. They beat Arizona by 13. They have the talent to contend with anyone in this conference. So that alone should make, should I don't know, make you interested in still following them because it could be a hell of a basketball game anytime they play. Uh, so I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely dumb and dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, but at least uh, when it comes to NCAA tournament, but it's still fun that this team is not, it it has enough talent to contend. And so you're not going into every game being like, Oh, we're going to get blown out by 30 or whatever. So, yep. So that's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's where we're at. We've watched, we have watched so much shitty basketball, (laughs) truly shitty basketball over the years that I am not going to let some, you know, slightly disappointing results uh, crush my enjoyment of watching these guys. Like they're just, they're good kids and they're fun to watch and they're generally well coached, you know, the puzzling zone deployment aside, right? Like I, you know, yes, we want tournament teams. I I truly believe that, you know, things might be different if uh, Miles Rice or Deshaun Jackson or both were playing this year. Um, You know, we've been over all that. So you know, if, if that's the case and they're extenuating circumstances, then, you know, whatever, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and it's frustrating, but you know, what are you going to do? I don't know, man. I'm old enough now. I'm like, man, I mean, what are you going to do? Sometimes shit happens and life sucks and whatever. And they've still given us enough, uh, good moments, positive moments, you know, to feel good about, where the program is still going. I know people still, you know, stress out about the portal and well, I mean, if we don't make it this year, I mean, who's even going to be back on the team next year? Okay. (laughs) You know, if you want to stress out, that's fine. Um, You know, we went through this last year at the end of the year and 
they retooled the roster. And again, we have a roster that probably would have made the tournament had it been, you know, fully healthy, which I understand sometimes people aren't fully healthy, but you know, again, that's just, you know, sort of bad luck. So I am choosing to enjoy it. You are choosing to enjoy it. And we would encourage all of you to just enjoy it and enjoy the ride along the way. Cause it, it is going to get there eventually. Um, but even if it doesn't, you know, you, it's okay. It's okay. You'll, you'll make it. It's okay. Just enjoy. The, yeah. Enjoy this the is, basketball. I mean, we talked about it, the, the, the previous, what, six years before this, in Kempom, they were 190, 186, 186, 193, 186, 207. And these four years, they went to 127, 78, 44, and they're 66 now. They've been in the top 83 years in a row since Kempom has started once um, with the, in the Tony Bennett, three Tony Bennett years. Um, now, we're not up to that level, but, you know, last year was pretty much similar to Tony Bennett's last year. Um, in terms of a quality of a team. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's like we're, we we our program since on the program, all time rankings have, has went from, I think 99 when Kyle Smith took over to 92 on, on Kempom. So this is like, th- this is better than typical. And yeah, if not for some insanely bad luck, it would be exactly what everyone wanted. And hopefully we get a season because I have no doubt that the staff can, even if guys leave, can retool a roster. They've showed that over and over and over again. Um, Hopefully uh, we'll get a season, hopefully next season, where we don't have all this bad luck and we have the roster and we win some close games and all that stuff. So, yeah, it, it, the the good thing is they're not that far away from that still. Yep. Like, they're, they're really not that far. And it it's you're looking at their 66 in Kempom right now when they've had two starters out all season, when they had another two rotation players out for mo- many of the games in the regulars in the, in the non-conference, and they're still at 66 right now, which is about where they started. It predicted uh, based on last season and their departures and everything. So if they just have their guys and if they just have their roster, it it can happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe we're just fucking snake bitten. I don't know. But I I just it, it does make it more frustrating knowing what it could have been. But at this point, I'm just trying not to do that anymore because, like, Deshaun and Miles were never going to play. And so yeah. it's, it's, like, hard to be like, yeah, if they were here. I mean, it is. I'll use that in defending, like, people who are, like, fire the coach or whatever. Um, like, I don't, if you can't use that context of all the injuries and the players out that they've dealt with this season, then I honestly, I, you just don't want to have, a like, a logical conversation anyway like you can't like you you just have already made your decision i guess right like if you can't if you're not going to accept context of miles rice the starting point guard and deshaun jackson the starting center being out for the entire season 
and, and a team which has scholarship limits, getting two of those yep. scholarships out right off the top uh, yep. at critical positions. Um, yeah, it, it's just where basically you put in a freshman in both situations in, into that position, uh, it, it, taking up that, that scho- those scholarship minutes. Um, it, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I just, I can't, I'm just going to enjoy whatever happens the rest of the way. Hopefully there's stuff to enjoy and, and we'll just see what happens by the end of the season. And, you know, if players leave, they leave, but they, again, they'll, they'll like, I, I believe this, this staff can bring guys in again. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah, we're just uh, talking. Pretty sure the choir, and I'm guessing anyone that still listens to us, is also <laughs> on board with that as well. You're probably um, right, but at least yeah. they're they're all sitting there listening to this right now, just kind of nodding their head, going, "Yeah, damn right, damn right, preach, preach it." <laughs> hey, and uh, uh, TJ and Deshaun, those are the two I know for sure, got trucks today. Woo! Good for them. Um. So, uh, part of some NIL trucks from the, uh, the crypto Krugs group, the other group that we haven't talked about before. Um, yeah, so the, that? you saw they both got trucks, uh, from, uh, what is, I'll give them a shout out. What is the, oh, I'm not seeing Brotherton. it. So we got oh. Brotherton, uh, he says Brotherton car yeah. dealership. I think that's Brotherton, you know, GMC, whatever. Cause it looks like he's got a. GMC, what's their truck? Sierra, right? I think. Yeah. So he's got one of those and Crypto Cougs, which is great. Um, Apparently Crypto Cougs have uh, not lost all their crypto investment. So that's pretty great. Good for them. And uh, yeah. Looks like Brotherton out in Renton. So must be Cougar owned, I assume. Um, Yeah. So... Shout out to Brotherton GMC, uh, looking TJ and Deshaun up. Um, and yeah, so there is some NIL juice uh, yeah. on the Kook side. You know, if, if this means we can, Deshaun could come back and TJ can come back next season, that'd be great. Uh, that would be great. Love to have both I would those like guys that. back. Yeah. Me too. Because we did see this weekend what a difference having a guy who can get to the rim makes. I mean, that Colorado game felt like maybe it was kind of slipping away. And then, you know, all of a sudden, sudden TJ's, TJ's like, I got it. Yeah, I got this. I'm going to get to the rim over and over. Because, I mean, that's really what they were begging us to do. And really, the, and TJ the, one, did it, the, so. one, the one guy that could take it, like, that could actually, like, because the refs were going to call any bump on drives. And. Now he TJ generally has to get bumped a lot because he's so strong, and he yes. and he's not really one to flop. Um, he needs to learn that Euro flop, you know. Just kind of yes, he does. He needs to throw. Of course, his if he's head not back. shooting, oh! if he's if he's having trouble with free throws, maybe he should just get all the way to the rim because he's he's yeah, a hell of a finisher. That's he's true. he's turned himself yes. into a hell of a finisher at this point. Yes, he has. Uh, we yes, we has. we were just waiting for that the last two years, and and now he's he's one. That, Heck of a finisher through contact. It's always through contact for him. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, enjoy that GMC, TJ. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, they earned it. Yeah. And uh, I guess with that, we'll um, we'll take a break. Uh, 
and we'll come back. We'll talk some women's hoops uh, who had the best of times, the worst of times since we last recorded. So we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. Hey, well, before we talk about women's hoops, uh, yeah. we'll do what we always do. You know, Jeff, we, we got to the last two weekends. We've we've just just been seeing so much of each other in person and, and drinking beer together. No, it's been awesome. Three. Sorry. The last three weekends. Yes, that is accurate. That's right. I forgot we drove. I drove out to beer. Sarah drove me out to beer star so we could hang out after Arizona. And then we went to Pullman and then God, we saw each other again on Saturday at Rainier Growlers, man. I could, I could get used to this, Craig. We gotta drink some. Gotta drink some Russian River beer. We did, yeah. In, on draft in Washington. Yeah. Welcome back, Russian River. I wanted to get yeah. a bottle, but those things sold out so quick. Yes, and, of course. And I and yeah, I have children now. I can't just can't go to a twenty-one and over bar and bring my kid in and hey, I'll gladly take <laughs> one of those. By the time yeah, their mom the mom gets home and from work and I I can go to the bar. They were gone. They were long gone. Um, but I did have, I enjoyed on Friday night up in Seattle and on Saturday with you, lots of Russian river on draft. And so I was very yeah. excited, uh, yeah. love them. And if you don't know, Russian river pulled out of Washington in 2012, cause, uh, we had a, a real shitty, uh, distribution set up. Basically they had no control over where their beer went. Now, a lot of breweries have set up like small distribution companies so they can distribute their own beer and they end up distributing other breweries beer usually from out of state and since they have that relationship with the brewery they can be more selective and knowing where it goes they don't have all these automatic accounts where the you know russian river you know apply to the other is not going to be shipped to some random like uh, a liquor store that doesn't even know what it is or, or top total wine or something. Uh, now if stoop is uh stoop is distributing it for them. So stoop, you know, they can, they can deliver it to their best accounts and, and all that. So, or, you know, the accounts that they know will appreciate having Russian river. And so that is why Russian river is back after 11 years in the dark. Uh, no Pliny the elder in Washington state, no blind pig, no STS pills, but we got them all back now. Um, now they go very quickly and they probably yeah. will forever. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, I mean, Pliny, sadly, I did not get a glass of Pliny. Well, Pliny it, growlers. Even, it was there the night before, but it was not there by the time you and I got. Yeah. It. You texted me. You're like, Oh, maybe we can have Pliny. I was like, if it's still there, we can't. 
Yeah. And I was like, ah, it'll probably still be there. It was not there. No. I was trying to be that is That is the one that people were going to go for immediately. Even yeah, in California where... Like, it's just, a, it's been a staple for two decades. People are still like, it's a joke. Um, the, the the beer stores that get it, they get the calls constantly. Do you have any Pliny? Do you have any Pliny? So people are still, like, just tracking down that 20-year-old double IPA, which is still very good. Um, and especially now that I've come back to kind of over hazies for the, in general. And so have that crisp, clean shit. That's good stuff. Um, yeah. But you did have a blind those, pig. Uh... Which many people consider better than a lot of people like Blind Pig better than Pliny. So, yeah, it was it was excellent. The STS was excellent. It was, yeah, it was a very pleasant afternoon of drinking beer and eating pizza and just giving myself a giant gut ache. It was great. Yeah, just love that. Uh, love that. Enjoy that. Enjoy that not happening in your youth. The youth so this. <laughs> uh, man, when I when I when I eat talkies or eating hot chicken or something at this point it's just like god damn it yeah yep i didn't yep. have to yep. just deal with this stuff um no but anyways that was what we were drinking this weekend uh what are you drinking now well right now i am not drinking anything extraordinary or uh or how dare you, know, you? uh i know uh i just i felt like i i just i just felt like uh having a lucille Actually, actually, I'm, I'm about to start my second Lucille um, because I do think the other that we one. are. Yeah, I do think that we are truly lucky to have Georgetown local um, and we're able to just get like outstanding, fresh, you know, Bodies and Lucille's pretty much anywhere, <laughs> you know, that you go Um and they are, they're both, you know, truly just in outstanding beers. And, um, you can pick them up at just about any grocery store, which I usually do. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm having, having a couple of Lucille's here. Cause I thought, yeah, that just sounds good tonight. So I grabbed them. They're always, my fridge is always stocked with one or the other or both. So, um, so why so did that you is go what with, I'm rolling with? Why'd you go with Lucille and not Bodie or, you know, Johnny uh, I'm pr- <laughs> I think you probably already know the answer to that. I'll give you one guess. That's what they had at Costco. Costco. <laughs> but they were nice and fresh. That's why I grabbed one. They were very fresh. So, yeah. So I grabbed, so obviously a, Lucille, grabbed a box of Lucille. Lucille, much more like a West classic West Coast IPA. Yes. yes. Uh, then Bodie, which kind of is a little bit hazy, a lot more juicy. And I think that's yep. why it's generally more well-liked, but yep. Lucille's got them classic uh, pine flavors yep. and stuff. Yeah. Lucille's fantastic too. Both, yep. both are excellent in their own way and for their own occasion. And so this is, yeah, I was like, yeah, Lucille, let's do that tonight. About you. All right. Well, I just went down and and I went down down to the basement, and often I just am looking for a smaller bottle because I'm not drinking it, <laughs> you know, big. Uh, I just pulled one off of. Uh, I have some beer sitting out on on a table down there, and one I definitely forgot that I had. Um, it's a it's a beer called Stone the Crow Barley Wine Aged in Bourbon Barrels. You know I love them barley wines. Uh, from White Elm Brewing Company out of 
Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, it, I want okay, before I talk about the beer, one thing I'm surprised with is it does not seem that they have, uh, I, I'm looking it up and I'm not seeing any news about it. They don't seem to have gotten any, uh, a cease and desist or litigation from stone brewing, which has been very active in any beer, any brewery that has the word stone in it. Uh, they send a cease and desist. Uh, Cause um, uh, the uh, Rubens had a barley wine that had the word stone in it. I think it was very similar to this. Uh, uh, and, got a cease and desist from stone. So they're very big on protecting it. Um, that's, you know, they won that lawsuit against Keystone light for putting stone on their cans. Uh, I think in part in, in preparing for that lawsuit, they had to prove that they are active in protecting their IP. So they've been, maybe that's white Elm was after that. And so they didn't have to worry about it as much. So they've been super litigious and, and just, even the tiniest breweries, uh, like just going after them and saying, you can't put stone on your beer. You can't call your brewery mm -hmm. something stone or something like that. Like, so they've been pretty crazy about that. So I was surprised that I, I, I expected to look, find some of that. I have not found any of that. So, um, but this, yeah, this is a solid barley wine. Uh, very tasty. Um, let's see. Uh, it comes in. Uh, it looks like they make a cognac barrel-aged version. So some of our listeners may be asking, where's the cognac? I don't know. I don't have that one. You know who you are. Um, it is 15%. God damn it. Probably should have looked that up before I <laughs> open this fucker up. Uh, so happy, happy Tuesday to everyone. I got this 15%, uh, 13-ounce, 12.7-ounce beer to drink. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's tasty. Um, it's got it's got a lot of the caramel, got a lot of the like a little bit of toffee. Um, the bourbon, the barrel's not too too strong, probably because fifteen percent is fighting that pretty hard. Um, but yeah, it's tasty. I drink it again. Uh, White Elm Stone the Crow. I probably got it on Tavar. Uh, if you want like a code for Tavar, hit me up on socials. Uh, you you could get like I think twenty percent off your first order or something like that. I don't really care. I I never I've I <laughs> I had I, I swore off buying that from that anymore because I was just it's pretty easy to buy and they have and I, I I'm not like I'm not like hyping them up. They have a lot of really good beers on there, and I was just getting in trouble. Uh, too many beers were arriving, and so I had to be like, no more, Tavar. But if you want to find beers out of market, really hard to find, crazy beers, like they're getting this barrel-aged stout from uh, Side Project Brewing in Missouri soon. Like they get crazy barrel-aged stouts from like Anchorage and stuff like that. Like they, they get some wild stuff, but yeah, you pay for it, and uh, it's really – entirely too easy to order and so i had to stop myself but i think this is where this had to be where that came from because this beer is from nebraska and i do not think it distributes in washington so yeah uh 
White Elm Brewing Company. Good stuff. Woo. Um, yeah. So yeah, now that we're we've told you what we drank, let's talk about women's hoops. Now, two weeks ago, well, the weekend before last, just an absolute perfect weekend to thrust themselves into the middle of the tournament conversation, which honestly, I don't give a fuck. Charlie cream says, I think they're much more solidly in than he thinks he, that he thinks. Um, cause he has often underestimated how much impact the, the committee puts in big wins and in strength of schedule. Um, yep. which, uh, WC I mean, last good year, if I remember those. right, yeah, if I remember right, last year he sort of barely had us in the tournament, and then as it turned out, we were very comfortably in the tournament. So I, I believe it was the same the year before, um, yeah. and he's kind of the only one that uh, like that I could yes, ever that's find the other that does issue. it that puts in any effort, like it puts in legitimate effort. So I I I think that they're probably if you're looking at his stuff, always kind of put I would say put us up a couple seed lines. It'd be is a good way to go, um, but. One thing, you know, obviously they go to Oregon State, win, go to Oregon, win in one of the most insane games. Uh, just they totally blew it and and almost completely blew it or in in uh, in regulation and super impressive uh, to come back and and win after Bella fouls out. Um, to come back and win um, with Jessica Clark filling in for Bella and just having just dominating overtime to win that Oregon game was yeah that was amazing. We were Jeff was watching it on an iPad in the car <laughs> while we were driving back from Pullman. Yeah. I was you were driving. You were sort of like trying to keep you know the car on the road while I was driving or while while so I was yeah watching. we got the lane assist. We got the the radar cruise control. We were good. Yeah. <laughs> My children in yeah. the back. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we were like, but, you know, cheering along as, as the game was going and we were apoplectic right at the end when um, it appeared that uh, Oregon had sort of, you know, gotten, gotten, won the game, but not won the game. And then there was a, you know, a five minute review. And then the whole thing was such a, such a mess and um you know it <laughs> the fact that they were able to to sort of like uh you know bow up and uh survive over time bella fouled out right right at the end of regulation um so no bella but you know jessica clark was fantastic and and they end up you know winning that so you're you're feeling good you're riding high and then you and then you come into this weekend big big matchups at Oregon. Oregon is, is still number 14 in net. So that that yeah. is a, a premier win Massive. that they have on their resume that yeah. you cannot take away. You won at yep. number 14, which rivals yep. the home wins over Arizona and UCLA that they had in previous years. And right. WSU even – well, I'll get to this after. Um, but So, yeah, they come home, like you said. But once again, uh, and we, we now know what happened based on – uh, social media posts from Charlize, uh, uh, why she missed the previous two games. Her her uh, grandmother passed, and she went back for uh, memorial service. It seems, uh, 
and that is why she missed these two games. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously good reasons to miss a basketball game. Uh, but yeah, she again missed these two games, which, um, USC, UCLA, two solid teams, UCLA, a, a top 10 team. Uh, and you know, that the way they played these two teams, um, tough and way they played Utah tough without Charlize just shows how much better they are this year, how much better everyone else is around Charlize. Uh, I know they lost the games, but they were right there to beat UCLA without Charlize. And if they had Charlize, no doubt in my mind, they beat him. And, and I hope that, you know, and, and luckily they had, so a good thing is they had, Asira Tahina back and she's missed some time. So when Charlize comes back this week, they'll have that full roster again. And when they've had Tahina and Charlize, they've been really, really good. Yep. I mean, they beat Oregon without Tahina. And yep. now they got Tahina back. I could see them making a run towards the end. And I do think the committee will know that Charlize missed those four games. And they will get not not necessarily a full pass for the games, but they will be considered differently than than it, than yeah. if Charlize had played in those games. If the player that you were missing is fully back before the end of the season, and the committee feels like they have a real good sense of how good you are with that person, then you do get the benefit of the doubt of that. Or at least historically, teams have. You know, so um, and then I think also, you know, some of it's going to come down to lobbying, like, you know, just sort of educating the committee on, hey, look, you know, yeah, we we missed her for four games. But look at what we did in those four games. Yes, they they actually, you know, lost all of them. But, you know, Utah, UCLA, those are both top 10 net teams where we, you know, damn near won the game right without maybe the best player in the Pac-12. I know that she's not going to win Pac-12 player of the year. I know that's probably going to be like, uh, I'm drawing a total blank, but the girl down, Nick uh, Jones, Nicole so Jones. I might, no, I might blow Jones. your mind a little bit. Right? I might okay. blow your mind Go a little bit. UCLA is number 27. In that, so. oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. So at any rate, you know, really well, Utah is team. number seven. Yeah. I knew Utah was up there. So, okay, so you got these two games. You know, you you're, you damn near win both of them. Um, you're missing the player who perhaps is, you know, actually the best player in the Pac-12. She won't win Pac-12 Player of the Year. Like I said, that'll probably be um, the girl down at Stanford. I think her last name is Jones, right? I'm, like, drawing a blank. But, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think she's probably the Pac-12 player of the year, but I think there's a pretty good argument to be made. Uh, Haley, Charlize Haley, is, Jones. Haley Jones. There we go. Yeah. Um, that Charlize is, is the best player in the Pac-12, at least, you know, I mean, she's averaging 20 points and five assists and five rebounds. Like that's really, really, really good. And so, you know, missing her and still almost winning those games, I think kind of shows, you know, the quality of the team they do have, like you said, the qual the, the really good win in their back and pocket. Getting- already. Jessica Clark missed a lot of time. And then even when she yeah. was back was playing kind of unhealthy and, and having her. And so you have a, you have a legitimate uh, uh, big off the bench to back up Bella. And she has a, a, like 
a, a skill set that even Bella, they're different. They're not exactly the same, you know. And, and, no, and they're very to, different. Yeah. And should, so, and, and then you have Tahina back. You have Charlize back. Like this team's set up and, and they're still number 44 in net. Yep. Like they're still a solid and they could, now they have everyone back. You know, if they play to their potential, could get into the 30s, get, even get in, in the top 30. Like, because they could make a run like that. Because if, if they're as good as I think they are, like, with all those players, like, this is the deepest, best team that Cami has ever had when they have the whole full complement of players. And they've proven that, you know, getting that win on the road against Oregon when you didn't actually have the full complement, uh, you know, and and – you know, just ha- having some real comfortable wins earlier in the season, you know, and, and, you know, t- nearly beating Utah without Charlize. Uh, it, there's just, you know, impressive, like just dominating wins in other games, you know, and, you know, that win at Houston, uh, they're not a great team, but just to go down there, they were on a road trip and, and to, to go on a road trip with a lot of teams that do like the, to get wins, to beat Oregon state, you know, Oregon State has been kind of on the same trajectory as WSU, but WSU keeps getting these big wins over them. And, and it's been huge for the like those two wins in, at in the in Oregon were are going to be huge at the end of the season. Yep. Now yep. they have uh again so coming up again, you know, we don't say quad 1, quad 2 and stuff with with the women cuz for some reason they don't use it. I I, it's it's kind of weird. That, I'm glad they use net though, uh, because I think they were a little bit behind on that. Um, but but so you have Arizona State, which is kind of a like it would be a, a, a kind of a bad loss if you had it on there. Um, they're I think 120 in net and 122, but then you have on Sunday. A huge opportunity against Arizona, who's number twenty-seven net. And if you could get that game, and then also hold serve against Arizona State, like if you go down and sweep this weekend, you, you I mean, you you got to be solidly in, and like, there's no way that they, like if four of their four of their five losses are with their best player is not there. And otherwise, they, you know, or for their six losses, their best player is not there. And then they can go down and, and beat 26 Arizona and and uh, and 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 win on the road against Arizona State. Got to think they're pretty solidly in at that point. And then it's just about beating who you're supposed to be down the stretch. Um, so, yeah, it's a big weekend for them. And I and, you know, I got to think just knowing the competitor that Charlize is. She's gonna come out and put on it, put on her best best show because, yeah, and and just how she's played this season, I I, I expect her to play really well this weekend, make yeah. up for you know those games that she missed and and yeah I I, uh, I I think that you know this could be a huge weekend for them if they can uh, hold, you know beat Arizona State and then set up that that huge matchup against Arizona. Both these teams. Uh, you know, I think WSU would be a contender for the you know the top four of the Pac-12 if they would have had Charlie the whole year. But 
they, they're right there with Arizona, and they definitely can beat them with their full complement of players. So we'll check that out. It says it's on Pac-12 Arizona, which means it'll be streaming on the app. Uh, the Arizona State game is on Pac-12 Washington. Um, that's on Friday. You know, they usually do Friday, Sunday. Uh, 11 a.m. start for the Arizona game, so that's kind of a bummer. But, um, yeah, check it out because after that, they got Stanford coming in. Um, maybe, you know, you never know. <laughs> you never uh, know. You might you get know. one at some point. I mean, they might. Uh, who just did? Stanford's who, not who invincible. They lost to USC. U- USC. They, uh, yeah. 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 So they, they're, they're not know. invincible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, you know, with, with their full complement of players, I, I'm excited to see what happens out of this stretch. I definitely see them make, make a run at the NCAA tournament and actually make some noise in the NCAA tournament this year, yes. uh, which is a little bit great. deeper, a little bit deeper roster that they have. Yep. Yep. Great. Um, so we talked about that. I, I don't know if you want to make fun of the Larry Scott, the PAC 12, <laughs> one last <laughs> time. Well, I mean, I would make fun of it, except that money's coming out of our pockets. So, you know, so people who are not familiar with the story, um, the PAC 12, I haven't followed it that close, but apparently the PAC 12 received some overpayments from Comcast uh, for PAC 12 network distribution and uh, essentially kept it right. Like they just kind of went, it didn't tell them. Didn't tell him, you know, and it was 50 million bucks uh, over however many years. And so now they've, you know, they've essentially discovered this, you know, $50 million overpayment that needs to be sent back now. And uh, that's not good because that, like I said, that is that is money that comes out of WSU's pocket along with everybody else's pocket uh, along the way. So that really blows. And uh, yeah, just sort of. I don't know, man. It, it it sort of smacks of, uh, you know, all the things that we came to hate about Larry Scott, right? Like the sort of the arrogance and, and the, you know, the shadiness and, and all of those things that, you know, are problematic. And so now it's, you know, it's gotta be paid back. I don't know if anybody's ever gotten like extra pay on their paycheck or something and been like, huh, I don't know what this is, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to say anything. And then, you know, someday your employer notices and they actually ask you to pay that shit back, you know? So, uh, they, they take that, they take that out of your future paychecks. If that's, I, I, I personally know people who that has happened to. So yeah, it really sucks. And, uh, like I said, WSU and the other PAC 12 schools are the ones that are gonna, I mean, it's fun to laugh at cause Larry Scott's easy to laugh at, but you know, the people ultimately Larry Scott's not paying the price for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. So yeah, that George Klyakov gets the, the fun, um, the, you know, the, the fun for him to deal with that. And also when he's negotiating a new TV deal, uh, gets to answer that question every time. Um, so yeah, I, Oh man. Uh, I, I tell you, Jeff, like randomly the Sonics will trend on Twitter and I'll be like, wait, what, what did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? And then it's like nothing. <laughs> it's just like nothing. random people tweeting about the Sonics. It's like, as, come on. as people should, as people or should. tweeting about 
or tweet about the fast food chain Sonic and putting an S on the end. <laughs> yeah, they got you. They got you there on that one, didn't they? Yeah. Right now, yeah. there's uh, trending is also Bellingham, and I'm like, okay, is it Bellingham, Washington, or is it our famous uh, favorite Dortmund footballer Jude Bellingham? I don't really know. Looks like it's Jude Bellingham. Yeah, probably Jude. That's good, because usually when a place like Bellingham uh, might be uh, trending, it would usually not be for a good reason right now, because, you know, we keep having, you know, people get shot up, so. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. shout out to yeah, my let's home, not end. let's my, not end on a downer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Shout out to my hometown of Yakima. Uh, yeah, exactly. Tre- which which was trending today on Twitter. Um, yeah. For the uh, wrong reason. For the wrong reason. Uh, but yeah, let's not end on a downer. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Watson. Try to bring it back up, Craig. Jalen Watson had a huge pick to. Yeah. To oh, my God. If anybody game, didn't see it, man. One handed. One handed. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so he's going to the AFC Championship and. Obviously, uh, Gardner Minshew and Audrey Dillard are going to the NFC Championship as reserves, uh, but, you know, making extra money on the way or whatever. Um, so, you know, Jay, only only one one play away, Gardner. Uh, but, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, lots of Cougs in the championship uh, games this weekend. Uh, if that's a thing that you like to follow and yeah, that was, you know, definitely wasn't rooting for the chiefs, but when it was Jalen that got that pick, you're like, hell yeah, <laughs> like go Cougs. yeah, go fucking Cougs. For sure. Yeah. I know we were sitting at the, you know, sitting at Rainier Growlers when that happened, we were like, Hey, Jalen Watson, that was Jalen. So yeah, it was very exciting. Yeah. We're like, Oh, the chiefs get, you know, maybe the Jags come back or whatever. Nope. Oh, it's Jalen. Hell yeah. Yeah, we were like, is that Jalen? Was that Jalen? That was Jalen. Yeah. Turns out he's pretty good. Turns out. Yeah. All as, those as we As we all knew. We all knew that was the case. NFL teams just had to figure it out. Kansas City Chiefs got lucky. Yep. Yeah, tall corners uh, that are fast and athletic. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Yeah, so um, I guess that's that's all we got. Uh, we'll end on the happy note now. Um, if uh, if you like us, uh, go ahead and subscribe, uh, rate us five stars, all that good stuff. Um, as you may or may not know, uh, we uh, SB Nation has informed us that they ain't paying us to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, they weren't paying us very much, so. Fuck off, Vox. I don't give a shit. Like, oh no, my penny per download. Well, oh, I'm sorry, my third of a penny per download. Oh, please give it back. Right. Split three oh, ways. Oh, Jim Bankoff, please. Oh, no. No, we were uh, low on the list of the infuriating things that uh, happened yeah. with that, including many very talented people. No one fires. Yep talented people like Jim Bankoff do no one no one can uh that dude is just very talented at that 
Um, but yeah, they're looking for two hundred million dollars uh, to raise two hundred million now. Um, wonder what they could do with that money. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I think yeah, our our uh, our agreement with them ends at the end of the month. So, but we'll still be doing this. Where yeah. it will be, we'll let you know yeah, where but, to find us. Yeah, whatever that it, is. It, it, it just just be warned. There may be a change, but we will do our best to communicate that change. If you don't use Twitter, um, yeah, mostly Twitter, uh, shoot us an email at pod versus everyone so we can inform you if something changes. Because uh, uh, otherwise, like it's just going to be Twitter. We're going to be announcing it uh maybe on coog center if we still have that um uh so yeah just uh just yeah if you if you if you you know want to be notified via email shoot us an email or whatever but you know there's a chance that you won't we'll be on a different podcast feed uh but we're still gonna do this uh we like it too much uh it's it's fun um and uh, even Jeff, he couldn't get away. He tried to, and he couldn't. So no, he's nope. stuck here. You just you draw me back in. So I guess you could subscribe, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. If you so, you should follow us on social uh, at the Craig Powers on Twitter and at Craig W Powers on Instagram. Uh, and Jeff is at Pod versus Everyone on Twitter and at uh news coog on instagram uh so that might actually be important now um just just so you can keep up with where we might go uh yeah so yeah um that's the news that i buried there um but i did (laughs) want to say fuck off but uh that was fun um and yeah so i guess that's it that's all jeff so we just have to say go kooks go kooks craig black lives matter Black Lives Matter. And get vaccinated. It won't give you the shakes. It won't. No. Fuck those people. No shakes. <laughs>